0: Hello friends, have you ever listened to rap, rapped yourself, bought records, argued incessantly about who the top five rappers are? Then this is the podcast for you. This is the Dad Bod Rap Pod. My name is Damone Carter, AKA Dim One, San Jose's hip hop ambassador. And I am flanked by my two co-conspirators for the podcast, to my left, Heavyweight champ out of Ithaca, New York. No. Uh, don't, wouldn't you just love to get introduced like Iron Mike Tyson? <laughs> like yes. just off top, out of the Catskills, and the trained under customato, record collector, notorious contributor, Iron Nate LeBlanc. How's it going?
1: Good, good, good. Can you imagine if Mike Tyson's rape thing had gone down now? Uh, Mike Tyson has a cartoon. That's currently on the air. Kobe. Yeah. Kobe's out here skating around on Woody Allen props. Right. Kobe got a complete pass. They're so lucky that the Me Too thing... Preso- I don't you know. know. I think. I think there's still. It, I think
0: there's still an audit coming on that. Yeah. Um, hmm. Which, which we'll get, get to. We'll get to in episode seven. Uh, in the is, Woody Allen, 2017 was the year of male consequences. That's right. And I'm
1: completely here for it. I, for uh, all as it. a white man, I would just like to say I'm sorry. <laughs> and uh, everything we've done ruling the world has been the absolute worst. <laughs> and it's time for some other people to step up to
0: the plate. <laughs> and the Grammys have done that. By taking <laughs> apology accepted nate thank you thank you (laughs) and to my right uh we have part-time stand-up comedian full-time hip-hop journalist uh you've seen his work in wax poetics double XL, the guardian he is the man known as the ma david ma How's it
2: going? What's going on, guys? Thank you for having me back. Um, I'm moving up weight divisions. So uh, as we speak, <laughs> so uh, <laughs> middleweight champion of uh, the dead couldn't uh, make Grandpa weight
0: at the weigh-in. All right. So uh, this episode I have here on my notes: 2017, the year to live dangerously. I don't know why. I just I really like that. I think every year you should live dangerously, and 2017 <laughs> was that freaking year. Um, this episode is all about. Uh, listicles which is actually a word (laughs) not to be confused with with testicles or icicles listicles um we have been going through kind of our year-end audit we've talked about the grammys talked about our favorite albums um in our in our previous podcast episode six is kind of the wild card random uh top three lists um of the year so um and i kind of don't even know what the hell you guys are gonna do, which is <laughs> You're about to find out. Which is it. interesting. Um, but let me start. Probably mine's probably the more conventional one. Um, as I thought about 2017 in, in the rap game, uh, my list is top three albums. I'm surprised I didn't like. Wow. Um, as usual here on the Dad bod Rap Pod, we like to to anchor in the negative um, <laughs> and express from there. Um, so, so top three albums, I'm surprised I didn't like, and when I juxtapose it with my top three albums, I'm having kind of a a existential crisis right now, but we'll get into that later. Um, okay. So top three, number three, Vince Staples, big Mm. fish theory. Um, yeah, I'm going to have to agree off the bat though. Yeah. I, I, I like, I like Vince Staples. I've finally been able to separate him from Vic Mensa. (laughs) <laughs> which is it's been a huge step in my development of understanding who's who um vic no damn it Vince Staples. <laughs> i'm still working god's working on all of us um uh Vince staples long beach's own uh, big fish theory um my main beef with it is that uh he was kind of doing a hack job of, of one of my my favorites even though she's wild polarizing uh azalea banks hmm. so his kind of wannabe house joints are a total rip on uh, uh azalea banks last album which was amazing and i get that she said wild bigoted things and she's lightweight crazy but her album was amazing and and it, i felt that this album uh from vince was like this really hammy Kind of trying to swoop up her sound, but also juxtapose it with like some Nipsey Hustle type stuff. Mm. So one moment you're listening to like this kind of Euro esque house rap track, and then the next minute you're like in the lowrider, rolling through Long Beach, and it's just it's so it's not cool eclectic. It's schizophrenic. Um, He's I think he's a great artist. I think he's he's dope. He's got a lot to say, and I'm I'm hoping he kind of figures out how to land on on his next joint vibing directly <laughs> off that is a uh, number two album that I'm surprised it didn't like. What was Vic Mensa, hmm. um, the auto, the autobiography too. Um, my, my deal with this record was, um, it was too, uh, Rockefeller. Like he was trying hmm. to, hmm. he was trying to do an early Jay Z album and it screamed that from like minute one through the entire thing there. It has its, moments like there's some cool joints on there but you know he signed the rock nation and he that was so upfront like this kind of bringing back rock and um if there's one thing i think we learned from the whole rockefeller experience is that if you're not jay-z like that's not gonna work out well for you so i kind of part of me hopes that that doesn't last very long for him and he's able to kind of get out and do his own thing but it felt kind of um overly executive produced and 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 trying to be like this rock Rockefeller um rebirth type of album and then the number one was uh rhapsody's uh layla's wisdom i wanted to like it i've heard a lot of good advanced you know pub on her i think rap in general does women a disservice i mm. think a lot of times you know i have to kind of that's vibing off of our first commentary as a man, I kind of have to be like, "Am I just being sexist right now? Right.
2: Right. Am I am I
0: not really just giving this album a chance? Would I give a, a male artist more of a chance in this thing? Do I come with preconceived notions about what she should be doing? Right. Um, but with all that said, I, I tried a couple times. I just I I really didn't like it. It was just kind of eh. Mm. It was okay. Yeah. You know, it was okay. And I think it does female MCs. Uh, a disservice when you elevate okay sure and say oh sure. you know it was it was okay but there's not many women doing it so okay is okay I'm like ah i think i think there's a there's a better probably a better record in her and i and i hope to uh to hear it soon but i didn't hear it <laughs> <laughs> so disappointing albums
1: i totally hear you on vince agreed um it's I, my take on it was not that he was trying to be Azalea Banks was that he played a bunch of festivals and he was kind his of seeing that hat. like yeah North North didn't work for them as mm-hmm. much and he tried mm-hmm. to like put out some tracks that could fit his summer schedule right um right. I'm it was all over the place. I had kind of loved everything he had been a part of up until that point. So it was a disappointment for me as well. I'm sure he's going to figure out it And I'm 100% sure he would not give a fuck what we think about it. Right. Right. Absolutely. Nor That's the best possible yeah. quality he has. Mm-hmm. He could have as an artist. Um, uh, the middle Vic Mensa, I don't really consider someone I should be checking for. I think he has a weird neck tattoo. I don't know anything about him except for <laughs> What
0: kind of non starter is that? <laughs> I, I
1: Do you just not don't...
0: like Kenyon Martin
1: either? <laughs> <laughs> I'll take Kmart over Vic <laughs> for sure. For uh, yeah, yeah, I just okay. I don't there's I, I kind of feel the same way about Travis Scott. Like mm-hmm. I like lyrics and they've never like right. impressed me with their lyrics. Some of their hooks are cool. Their vibe is interesting. Vic. I don't. If okay. you can send me some tracks to change okay. my mind, I would really okay. appreciate that. But up to this point, from what I've heard of him, yeah. I, I'm not. I'm not getting it. And okay. um, the rhapsody, uh, I, I'm 100 with you, and that doesn't make for interesting podcast content. Honestly. <laughs> I agree. It's okay. Okay is not good enough. Yeah. I, I have no need to ever listen to that again. I'm getting like serious Gene Gray vibes, mm-hmm. which uh. is just like mm-hmm. this is perfectly adequate. Five out of ten. Yeah. Rap music.
0: Yeah. Let me, let me no, just like
1: witty punchlines. <laughs> it's not. There's no like crazy song that's left field. It's just like straightforward, pretty
2: good. College yep. radio. Yep. Here College we come. radio. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. I let me just chime in real quick about the uh, Big Mensa, um uh, Vince Staples though. I love Vince Staples, and I feel like this album, even though it was a major disappointment. I feel like in a few years I might be like, you know, where's which song was that off of? Which song is this off of? Right. He kind of reminded me of Danny Brown where he, when he finally had this big major label debut, tried to do too much. Mm-hmm. That's all. Mm-hmm. But at his fundamental, I mean, mm-hmm. he, he reminds me of like a Modern Too Short a little bit. You know what I mean? Okay. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a okay. big fan, big okay. fan of his work, big, um, big fan of his Twitter presence. He's great on interviews. And I love the his previous albums. I don't know how you mistake him for Vic Mensa. <laughs>
0: Just the name for it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll do a whole podcast on uh, horrible names. Uh, I realize that in the rap universe, we Ooh. are kind of at the far end of names. There's a few
2: terrible Campbells. ones. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Camel Toe.
2: You know what I'm talking about. No diss.
0: <laughs> All right. And on, note, <laughs> and on that note, we will transition to Mr. Nate, LeBlanc, what are, what are your, so my, how are your listicles hanging? My <laughs> low and lazy. Um,
1: <laughs> uh. The My little list that I put together for us here is my top three rap Twitter follows. Yes, that's uh, great. My, yes. my most entertaining rap Twitter follows. Um, I don't contribute much to rap Twitter, but I'm definitely kind of always lurking. lurking. And uh, I want to start with number three, who's the only artist on my list, um, and that is J-Zone. Mm. Um, I find mm-hmm, his mm-hmm. social media presence to be incredibly real. He's mm-hmm. kind of a backpack rapper who quit the game, mm-hmm. became a substitute mm-hmm. teacher, quit that game, and now is back to being a full-time musician as a funk drummer. And he's just a super relatable, super real dude who's like very open and honest about his experiences in this industry. He's a talented artist, but he's a, the kind of artist who really knows where he fits in. He's a funk drummer, but he's not Bernard Purdy. He's an underground rapper, but he's not MF Doom. Like, he knows who he is. He gives really, like, good advice and is just super open about the process. So, I find him fascinating. Great follow. Number two is a little left field. This guy does not have a lot of followers. I don't know who he is or anything about him, other than I think he speaks French because some of his tweets are in French and about French hip hop. He goes by Beliebs, B A L I B Z. I've sent a couple of his tweets to Dave on one of our uh, things. I just find his take on the rap game to be very interesting. He kind of discredits classicists Hmm. like us. And I'm always looking for content to help me kind of edify my position. He's not a classicist. He's up to the moment on things and he doesn't like MF Doom. So (laughs) I would think I would not be able to take him seriously. But um, I just find him fascinating. I'd really like to have him on a, as a guest on this podcast. Believes, if you're listening, holler at me on Twitter. Um, I think his take on rap is really interesting. And the fact that he's not famous, he does not appear to be an artist or a writer or anyone. He's a rap fan, which at the end of the day Ooh. is really what I am.
0: Sure. is,
1: is a, He just has an interesting take. And I'm pretty sure his avatar is of Rammel So that's scoring you points with me right up top. that's um, huge. And number one. Uh, coming in hot right now because he's not only one of our best rap writers but he's becoming kind of like a cultural figure and a labor leader is Jeff Weiss uh, at Otto von Bismarck uh, Passion of the Weiss. Yes. Mm -hmm. He kind of is documenting in real time this dismantling of L.A. Weekly and it being taken over by kind of uh, who knows what no one knows conservative media Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. this meta-narrative of like the Peter Thiel Gawker situation of conservative billionaires buying papers or publications to put them out of business will go down as one of the most important things that's happening in our time he's right on the front lines of it he's incredibly funny and fierce and just like um doing doing great work right now Uh, i sort of wish he would tweet about rap again but i understand why he can't (laughs) Uh, uh. and so for that reason he's my number one uh, kind of encapsulator of 2017 where rap is kind of the least important thing that's going on right now Mm -hmm. we have media to save and resistance to be done, right. so for that reason, I just want to give a big shout to friend of the program, Jeff Weiss, um, and wish him well in his struggle, and uh, if there's anything we can do to help, let us know, Absolutely. but uh, big shouts there.
0: Okay, okay. Um, yeah, Rap Twitter, this is the year for me that Rap Twitter really got interesting, um, and I, two of the three folks there I need to start following, but uh, for me, Rap Twitter is... Styles P and Lil B, who oh, Lil turn great. into these like Tony Robbins esque <laughs> um, self help guys.
1: Right? I, did, I didn't know Styles, Styles P was on that tip. I'm gonna Styles, give him a follow. Styles Lil B P. could be the number one rap Twitter follow of any year. Right. I like to say yeah. he's the living embodiment of the internet. Right, right. And like he's, he's like a, a motivational
2: speaker in
1: my world. And I made my wife start following him so that she knew what I was talking about when yeah. I came home. Yeah. I want to talk yeah, about Lil so, B. It's
0: so incongruous with kind of who he's been as a rapper. Right, right. You know what I mean? And then he has these Which, wild, like, positive tweets. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. He, he's a terrible rapper. But he invented rapper. terrible. He's right, a pioneer. Right. There is no Yachty. There is right. no Uzi right, Bird right. without Lil B rapping about Caillou. Right. But at the same time, it's this kind of pivot into, you know, I almost think he's using, like, a, a positivity quote generator. Like, no, 100%. 100%. 100%. Yes, yes, yes. 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 like, Bruh, like, yeah. what are you... People treat his tweets like
2: they do certain, like, monks' tweets. Yes. You know, he's yeah, this know. motivational speaker these days with yeah, an I'm, aura to him. It's I'm crazy. Like,
0: it's so, Styles P to a lesser extent, but it's, it's almost funnier to be. Coming from him. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. From, from like the lot, Kind of a stick-up kid. Kind Yonkers. Of <laughs> Yonkers turned, uh, right. you know, he opened uh, an organic juice bar. Is that right? Um, In his, and all his neighborhood, turned vegan. He's giving you healthy eating advice huh. <laughs> and just, like, straight
1: life advice. Schooly D also has this whole, like, health kick. Schoolie D? Uh, he drinks, like, a wow. lot of, like, turmeric tea and has this whole, like, kind of, like, uh, I don't think he's vegan. I think he's more, like, whole foods kind of, like. No shit. Yeah. Wow. Like, that just. Rapper's getting healthy is a whole podcast topic. Okay, that you should
0: okay, tackle. okay, okay. Wow. So, so we gave you a couple choice follows. Any <laughs> anything you would add <laughs> on to
2: that, Mister Moss? Um, no, not really. I mean, uh, I sort of uh, going along that tangent with Jeff Weiss. Uh, you know, we've uh, we're he's a friend of the podcast. We've myself, I've written for uh, Passion of the Weiss. I'm um, notorious as a whole has written a piece on Third Sight for uh, Passion of the Weiss. So. Okay. Certainly, like all the, uh, everything that's going on with uh, LA Weekly, um, it's, he's the perfect spokesperson for that. And he's sort of, he's become this sort of ambassador, you know. Uh, he's a younger journalist. I remember when I was, um, a few years ago, like he would email me, but now I'm emailing him. You <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah. Right. you know, when you hustle, when you do your thing, and, and he's the perfect cat for that. And hopefully he'll uh, be a guest on the show one of these days.
0: awesome. Awesome. All right, Dave. All right, Listicals. so so
2: for my list, this was kind of last minute. Um, thank you, Nate, for the suggestion, and this is totally self masturbatory <laughs> But, um, I'm just gonna go with three interviews that I've done this year. Um, not the ones that have been published. I have three that are coming out soon. I actually have much more, but um, of the three that are coming out, um, one is a piece on Simon Day. Um, it's gonna go down as probably the most in-depth piece ever on these guys. Wow. Um. St- uh, I'm working on that in conjunction with uh, DJ Monk One, Andrew Mason out wow. of um, New York. And, um, you know, um, Simon Day, obviously they wrote Brothers on the Slide, Bra, um, seminal albums have been sampled by
0: everybody. Everybody, everybody, mm-hmm. right?
2: And I spoke to. Um, the founders, uh, Pat Patrick Patterson and Steve Scipio, who are at this point are like eighty-year-old Caribbean musicians, wow. and to hear their stories about London's early jazz scene and how they sort of um, interpolated the Caribbean funk into their music was just absurd. So uh, look for that coming out on Wax Poetics print with uh, Monk One soon. Okay. So that's three. Okay. Uh, my second is I did a piece on Hannibal Burris, um, who's, uh, it's going to be coming out soon. I, I interviewed, Hannibal Hannibal Burris. Burris. right, right, yeah. right. <laughs> <laughs> recent criminal slash, uh, comedian, dude. but he was hilarious. Um, the piece is going to be coming out for vice noisy soon. Um, and it was great. And it fits into this topic because we talked about his top five desert Island rap picks.
0: Oh, okay.
2: And okay. they were great. And, you know, without giving too much away because this is yet to be published, um, one of his uh, picks was Ghostface, Ghostface's Supreme Clientele, which I thought was perfect. And, you know, some of... Speaking uh, our language. Right, very right. Very nice. And very on the nice. topic of being uncanny, I mean, he, he something he said was like, sometimes people rap and you're like, oh, I can do that. And sometimes other people rap and you're like, there's no way I can I do, do that. <laughs> <laughs> you know I mean? no and that's, that's Ghostface on that. Yeah. And that was, just a, that was a tremendous uh, interview. It's a short piece. It's not a historical-based thing. It's just a fun piece. But he's a uh, real head, though. He's right? a head. Yeah. I mean, I think
1: that he kind of needs to show that side. He yeah, he apples
0: in rap talk in his totally, comedy. totally. Him and, him a, a him a and Mike Eagle dude. are real tight. Right, yeah, right. Yeah, well,
2: now yeah. he has a podcast, and he he dedicated um uh, an entire episode to um DJ Premier, nice, and th- that kind of um ex- uh, explored like early rap New York rap history. So, so it was great.
1: Uh, shout to Handsome Rambler podcast. Totally,
2: exactly, exactly. And Have uh, guess, <laughs> please, please. And for my last, uh, my last, my number one on the list is this interview I did with Gary Newman, who, uh, again, it's non hip hop. I'm a very big Gary Newman fan. Um, and uh, one of my favorite all time albums is the Pleasure Principle. And again, I know this isn't uh, rap, but if you listen to, in tying this into rap, I've interviewed LP probably about four or five times, and one of his favorite artists is Gary Newman. And if you listen to the Pro- Pleasure Principle or Two Way Army that sounds like kind of early lp totally. you know the weird sort of droning yeah. textures and that is going to go down as again uh, probably one of the deepest pieces on Gary Newman ever it's going to be um, on the making of the pleasure principle we broke down every track and it was super insightful he's just, just he's just this now he's just this family man, but he, he is just this well, super articulate British cat, you know, who broke down every track. Synth Pioneer. Gary Synth New Pioneer. Car. Um, Cars was mainstream. It was on the radio, yeah. you know. Yeah. And, um, you know, he's part of this, like, you know, David Bowie sort of era, you know, like. Glam. Yeah, glam, slightly androgynous, not giving a fuck, but all over radio. Yeah. So um, yeah. those those would be okay. my top three. Okay. That's cool, man. I, yeah. I feel like Thank Dave just like,
0: really flexed on us right now. <laughs> He's like, so, you know, I was talking to Hannibal Bird. No, I was
2: struggling. This
0: guy, this guy never says anything about anything. Right? <laughs> now there's names all over my living room. Yeah. <laughs> so please. Uh, Bloody shoes everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Bloody shoes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Please be on the lookout for, for but, those uh, pieces coming out in 2018.
2: Yes, yes, sir. Yeah,
1: awesome. I'm gonna forget who to attribute it to, but one of the funniest jokes I've ever heard was the fact, and it's not even really a joke; it's just a true statement. someone got their mind blown that Gary Newman is older than Gary Oldman?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Damn! I think
2: best joke ever.
0: British cats and their uh, best joke ever. Damn! (laughs) Okay, okay. Yeah. You come here for the rap, stay for the, the arcane knowledge <laughs> the, uh, that, uh, we drop, that we that drop on you. Uh, <laughs> Mr. Nate, I'd be remiss if I didn't give you uh, a, another, All a right. bonus top three. I've, I've, yes, I've, yes. For this is my right
1: listicle. Um, <laughs> I did my top three rap record stores, and this is, um, I think, coming from my world. Um, you got to get the records from somewhere. Rap record Most people stores. are getting them from Discogs. I think less eBay these days, but I still like going to the record store. Um, number one, or sorry, let me go wild card. Shout out to the local homies needle to the groove. Um, those word, are our, word. those are our buds. It's in downtown San Jose. That's our hometown. Shout out AJ. Shout out Michael. Shout out JB. Uh, just, Great, great local store. So glad it exists. Gotten a lot of great records there over the days. Number three, not really a rap record store, but just the best record store I have access to is Groove Merchant. Um, It's just one of the best record stores in the world. Cool Chris is the only person with an apropos nickname in the world. Totally. Um, Coolest dude ever. And he's done this really interesting thing um, where he has expanded his, um, he calls it the flat file, to, like, ephemera posters, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. design journals, um, kind of, like, paper artifacts. He's got a... Uh, an instagram account called collage dropout that's a good follow so good and um he's just he's got a great eye for design and so that's been a really interesting wrinkle besides the amazing records that he gets and they're all priced fairly and in great condition and just being the one of the best instagram follows for sure totally so check out that if you're in san francisco um number two is kind of an interesting take on the record store it's the rap cats record store in L.A. This is run by Egon of mm. Now Again. Right. Um, a classic record dude and a serious, serious wine drinker. Um, him and his crew are really into, like, Grand Cru, uh, Old Vine Bordeaux. and so that makes it a really fascinating kind of, like, follow as well. Anyway, they do a series of pop-ups throughout the year where they have really heavy collectors bring in their collections. DJ Shadow's done it multiple times, Chris from Groove Merchant, Joel Stones, who's one of the premier... Um, Brazilian site collectors in the world, cats from the UK, they come in, they tear the whole store down, they build it back up. They do one weekend only sales. I've thought about driving down to LA several times for them. Um, shadow's got one coming up. It's Uh that might need to be a road trip. Um, So it's just a kind of a new way to do the record store. Mm -hmm. It's their label Mm -hmm. headquarters Uh 24 seven, but then they'll do these really special sales and, um, just fantastic way to do it number one with a bullet is park boulevard records um run by the hip-hop writer um andrew Noznitsky, and it's in oakland on um uh near the lake Merritt neighborhood it's a rap record store they have yeah. other stuff right but the way their rap section is categorized it's like southern right. san francisco right. oakland right. other bay area like they actually listen to rap. <laughs> yeah uh they <laughs> um it, anyone who's listening to this should read Nas's uh best of list for the year um it's kind of a way to bitch about record culture right, kind of a right. way to uh list the records they like what they listen to at the store versus mm-hmm. what sells like kind of tee off on unnecessary record store day reissue culture um <laughs> it's just yeah. it's fascinating um i'm fascinated by him i think he's probably our best living hip-hop writer yeah. and that's really saying something that's huge but, um yeah. he's just he's brilliant and the fact that he has a kind of location where he can express his taste like that is great and the fact that i can drive there in 40 minutes if there's no traffic which there really isn't a time where there's no traffic to drive. To Oakland, to say, but <laughs> we, yeah, 3 with, within two hours i can get there and kind of peek through those stacks is awesome so that's my little bonus list for those of you who like to buy the physical ephemera
2: take note take note
0: man that's a that's a lot again we should charge for this <laughs> <laughs> nate takes paypal yeah exactly exactly He's got a, he's got a Kickstarter account. <laughs> um, so so 2017, the year that was um, episodes three, four, five, and six, kind of you know, I think we I think we went through it all. I know I, it I was think a we,
1: disgusting year. I'm glad for it to be over. I cannot imagine 2018 being any better unless something okay. drastic changes. Okay, at least you're being serious. We need okay. we need yeah. Robert Mueller to come through or these 19. <laughs> he need to women. drop that mixtape. <laughs> tape soon, bro. <Brad. laughs> Or these 19 women oh, who use Trump to come through right. and be listened to. Like this, right. this yeah. has to change. We are heading in the darkest possible direction. Yeah. Merry Christmas. <laughs> yes. Shout out
2: to nuclear warheads. And, uh, yeah, <laughs>
0: North Korea and um, So we 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 thank you for uh, for taking the time to listen in your car, in your earbuds, wherever you're at. Um, this is episode six. I usually kind of tease the next episode. I'm not sure what it will be at this point but in 2018 you can rest assured that three gentlemen of a certain age and certain body type will be here to talk about all the goings on in the rap world and beyond apparently <laughs> apparently I'm, I'm bringing my, my weird Swedish house uh, taste to the table next time <laughs> messing with y'all um, Harry Connick over here <laughs> <laughs> Hey, before you drop Newman in a spot, <laughs> <laughs> our name drop was the best of this episode until you <laughs> blew me up with Gary Newman. Um, but uh, we appreciate you listening. If you do the Twitter thing, it is Dad Bod rap Pod at Dad Bod pod. Follow us, uh, talk back to us, um, throw shade—you know that's what Twitter's for—and um, wherever you found this, please come back. For episode 7, Dad Bod Rap Pod. Peace.